Viking fans, get on board the Viking ship with Purple Mafia. It is episode number 16. Today is Wednesday, October 22nd, 2008. And it's great to have you with us once again. I apologize that, well, yet again, there was no show last week, and that's because my schedule is uh, very difficult. Lots of that's just the two-job thing. It seems like I always uh, got to work after the game, so I don't really get a chance to do the show until later. So that's just how it goes. It's the two-job thing. The last couple of days, two jobs, both days. So I had all day to work, couldn't get into the show. But enough of my life. And on to the Minnesota Viking talk. Uh, first and foremost, we are available here on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. It is a pleasure to have your listenership, I thank each and every one of you for downloading and listening to each and every show, or at least some of them. Hopefully you listen to most of them anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a proud owner of a new iPod Touch, so I'm very happy now I can listen to the shows on the road or at work or wherever. So good stuff, good stuff indeed. Now, first and foremost... With Paladino live? No, <laughs> just kidding. Purple Mafia, episode number 16, kind of still caught in the old days there. Uh, we're going to talk about the, uh, yeah, the hologram, the purple holograms, the purple people Eatons. <laughs> they got eaten by the bears last week in a 48-41 to 41 crazy game that I don't know what happened. I really don't know at all. It didn't make much sense, but uh, that's the way it goes, I guess. Um uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that. We're going to do a abbreviated NFL roundup as we're going to continue to do that that way. The NFL roundup that is a little shorter and more Viking talk. Um, yeah, a little teeny bit of Viking news, a few tidbits here and there. Uh, yeah, and then we're off to the bye week. Good stuff. So uh, without further ado, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to get right into the Bears and Vikings uh, slugfest. Here on thesportstuff.com, we're bursting in blue with Timberwolves Explosion. Timberwolves fans, your show has arrived at last as we bring in a new era with Al Jefferson, Kevin Love, and Mike Miller. We're available on thesportstuff.com and also available on iTunes. Download and listen to in-depth and detailed coverage of your favorite team. Show your true blue and join this explosion of Timberwolves basketball. We are back here on Purple Mafia, again, episode number 16. Just a quick reminder for you who might be listening on your iPods right now. Just a reminder, episode number 16, Vikings Bears. Now, the uh, bit you just heard, the commercial you just heard, Timberwolves Explosion. That is one of my other two podcasts. Uh, do check it out. Timberwolves Explosion. Talk some Timberwolves basketball. Yeah, we're going to do my final uh Division review. It'll be the uh, Northwest Division, the Timberwolves one. So, and then it's off to the regular season. But yeah, just thought I'd let you know about that. Expect a Timberwolves explosion to be available very soon, within the next day or two. Alrighty then, Vikings Bears, Vikings Bears. Yeah, the title of this episode, of course, "Purple People Eaten by Bears," and yeah, they were. Um, 
And what's all this talk about this great defense, folks? What's a, you know, this great defense, the great defensive line? Yeah. Now, I understand that E.J. Henderson is out for the year. And that, huh, shucks, David Heron couldn't even play this last week because he got hurt immediately, you know? His, his first start in the NFL got hurt immediately. Um, yeah, crazy stuff. So the Minnesota Vikings sign Dontarius Thomas and, <laughs> And Napoleon Harris, both former Vikings in the year 2005. Um, yeah, they're back here again. Uh, can't say too much about them. Uh, they didn't really play much in the game and weren't really effective. Uh, it's the first game back. We'll see. Maybe they'll contribute. Maybe not. But, yeah, I understand that's part of the problem with the defense. But um, last I checked that, uh, yeah, <laughs> last time I checked, E.J. Henderson is not a defensive lineman, or a defensive back, uh, yeah, 48 points. I mean, yeah, E.J. E. Henderson can't be everywhere at the same time. I mean, these other guys, there's other talented players on this defense, and I don't know what happened. I really don't. Absolutely ridiculous. But, well, you got to admit, this game was extremely entertaining, uh, despite the fact the Vikings' defense Struggled mightily. Uh, well, the Bears' defense gave up a lot of points, too, thus making the game very entertaining. As, of course, 48-41. to 41, um, Who would have thunk that was going to happen? Who honestly would have thunk this was going to be 48-41? to 41? I mean, I don't think anybody really thought that these two teams combined would score 48 points, right? I mean, I can't really say that. <laughs> I thought maybe it would be like 17 to 14 or something like that. You know, something like that. Be a nice purple people eater, uh, you know, black and blue division, Bears, Vikings going at it. No, not the case. And um, both defenses not looking good on this particular day because it's not like the Vikings are the 84 Dolphins and the Bears are the 88 49ers. I mean, hello, or 84 49ers. Go figure. Might as well just go there. I mean, come on. Sheesh. It's not Marino and Montana here. But uh, now as we actually get into the actual game here, as the Vikings came out ready to play on the first drive, Peterson gaining 16 yards in the very first play of the game. Peterson continued to rush with authority, as did Chester Taylor, converting on the third down. The Vikings were stalled to fourth and goal, but Brad Childress made a gutty decision to go for it, and Peterson was able to sneak the ball over the plane on a second effort, as uh, that was a great play. Absolutely. Uh, the fact that Adrian Peterson, I mean, he could have so easily been down. Everybody in the stadium thought Adrian Peterson was down. Oh, wait, he's not down. And he slid right through at the last second, seeing that ball over the plane. It's like, ah, finally. And my fantasy football team smiled because Adrian Peterson finally got a touchdown for the first time in a few games. Um, but the thing is, hey, you know, that was the opening drive of the game for the Vikes, right? Here come the Bears as their offensive force came to play as well on the very first drive of the game as Kyle Orton continued to hit his targets while running the two-minute huddle. Orton was able to hit Greg Olson in the end zone for an 18-yard touchdown, completing a very quick drive. Apparently, the offenses came to play instead of the defenses in the early going. As uh, Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you like defense, this was not your game, folks. It just absolutely wasn't your game because, <laughs> I mean, nobody was really stopping anybody except, well, the Vikings on their second drive did go three and out when trying to punt. Chris Cluey fumbled the snap 
illegally tried to punt again, <laughs> was blocked, and the Bears, Garrett Wolf. Uh-oh, Garrett Wolf. That's a guy somebody on KFAN thinks is better than Adrian Peterson because he plays special teams. Ooh, no. Garrett Wolf brings it into the end zone, and now it's 14-7 to before people even get in their seats. Vikings punt coverage gave up their fourth touchdown at just 5-43 into the seventh game of the season. Their fourth touchdown by the Vikings special teams on punt coverage. Pathetic. Pathetic. That's number four. Yeah. Great. Fortunately, though, the Vikings do get the ball back. I mean, yeah, they gave up a touchdown, but, of course, we get the ball back, and we, they get right back down to business as Peterson and Ferrat remain very sharp, and the drive finishes with a beautiful pass to Visante Shenko up the middle for a 24-yard TD to tie the game 14-all. As Shenko continues to improve, and as funny as this may sound, he, he, he could make a solid tight end option in, in fantasy football. Uh, yeah, he continues to rise in the ranks as tight ends in fantasy football. Uh, if you need one really bad and he's just sitting there, hey, it's not like dropped passes are going to kill you, you know. It's not minus points. You know, he might drop a pass once in a blue moon, but he'll also catch some. As, um, as Vizana Shango had 68 yards and a touchdown, so, yeah, as said, with four catches, not bad at all, 17-yard average. Those are solid numbers for a tight end. i got to think, I mean, how many tight ends usually in fantasy football you have, like, 20 yards? That's... <laughs> Not going to get you anywhere. Um, but guess what, folks? Orton was super sharp again. Super sharp again. This was on the next drive, by the way, as the Bears get to the red zone with little resistance. Fortunately, Marty Booker drops a perfect touchdown pass by Orton. As Marty Booker dropped multiple touchdown passes in this game, the Viking defense finally wakes up a little bit, and the Bears have to settle for a 26-yard Robbie Gold field goal, making it 17-14, barely into the second quarter which some may have thought would be the final score. Yeah, like me, 17-14. I thought that would be the final score. Um, but here come the Vikings again. A 34-yard reception by Bernard Berrien. The Vikings' running game is stuffed by the Bears, though, unfortunately. But the Vikings on this deal are the ones making a field goal, 42 yards by Ryan Longwell to tie the game at 17-all. Uh, the Vikings then finally get the Bears to punt. So what happens? When Maynard punts to Charles Gordon, Gordon lets the ball hit the ground, and he doesn't get away from the ball. The ball bounces and hits Charles Gordon, <clears throat> and the Bears recover the ball in the end zone, 24-17. Bears, Vikings special teams continue to miff us all. This has been a problem for the Vikings since I started watching this team in 1992. It never ends. It absolutely never ends. Uh, we all remember... The 41 Donut, uh, New York Giants NFC Championship game in 2000. That happened on the first two plays of the game. They were both kickoffs, they were both fumbled, and the Giants scored. 14 zip at like two minutes into the game in the NFC Championship game. Season over. You know, <laughs> it's stuff like that. I mean, I don't know. I just, oh, I can't even bear to watch some of that stuff. It just makes me sick, drives me nuts. As then, guess what? Bad then goes to worse as Gus Ferran in the first play of the drive throws an interception to Corey Graham, giving the Bears the ball at the 26. Fortunately for the Vikings, though, as I said, Marty Brooker drops another potential touchdown pass. And then the Vikings block Robbie Gold's 42-yard field goal attempt, helping the Vikings special teams look better at least. As, yeah, that's the second kick blocked in three weeks. Not bad at all, as we did that to the uh, New Orleans Saints. We remember that very well. Uh, Kevin Williams, I believe, got his hand on both of them 
if I do remember correctly. Yes, Kevin Williams getting it done, putting his hand up. Uh, so the kick, field goal kicking coverage is pretty good, but the rest of it, uh, no. <laughs> you gotta love that stuff. Uh, the Vikings then have another good offensive drive, another one with Farad, Peterson, Barry, and Shenko, and Taylor putting things together with Taylor jumping over the wall for a goal line TD, tying it up at a whopping 24-all. Notice, folks, this is still the first half, by the way. Um, as uh, on the next drive, the Chicago Bears get, oh, they get down a little bit. Uh Robbie Gold, then, they have to settle for an attempt by Robbie Gold by about 53 yards. He never made a kick over 50 yards in his career. So he figured, here we go. We're going to stop him, and we're going to have the ball with the tie. We're going to have a chance to take the lead here. And, uh, uh-oh, uh-oh, we jump early, giving Robbie Gold an extra five yards, 48 yards. And guess what? He made it 24 or 27-24 at the end of an extremely entertaining first half. That was some crazy football. I mean, 20 Seven to twenty-four. That's fairly high scoring in a full game, you know. And that was just the half. Uh, and between these two teams, as said, I mean, you would expect teens on both of them, not twenties, and certainly not high twenties. Uh, yeah, absolutely nuts. As uh, the second half, maybe not quite as exciting, but oh, it was up there. Um, Kyle Orton, a bit into the third quarter, or no, a 12-12 into the third quarter, gets it to Desmond Clark, down the middle for a 34-yard gain, but Desmond Clark fumbles, Rashid, or Rashid, yeah, Rashid Davis recovers the fumble and scores a touchdown, so again, the Vikings not ready to get the ball back, Robbie Gold makes a point after, of course, what a surprise, uh, yeah, and it's 34-24, Adrian Peterson, though, the very first explosion of the year, Adrian Peterson on the following drive, 54-yard touchdown break. He finally breaks away for a long touchdown. Beautiful. It's like, here we go. Kumbaya, ready to rock and roll. Not long later, though. Well, Marty Booker finally catches a touchdown. This is a 51-yard bomb by Kyle Arden, who looks like Jeff George, by the way, the way he gets rid of the ball. And uh, he's got a nice arm. I mean, yeah, he's, he's, he's reminding me of Jeff George. As Viking fans remember, uh, he was a popular guy. Considering uh, Randall Cunningham was very slow releasing the ball. He did that long, uh, I don't know, release where it was kind of a sidearm, and it took forever. Jeff George is hot, boom, boom, gone, you know. That's pretty much what Kyle Orton is like. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely killing the Vikings all day. He's an ugly dude, but he's a good football player. That's why I started on my fantasy team this week. Oh, did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. Yeah, he did. Because in fantasy football, you can't think with your heart. you got to think with your brain. Uh, fourth quarter comes around. Matt Forte gets a goal line touchdown, making it 48-31. This game looking totally out of hand, and uh, it pretty much was. Fortunately, though, that's the last time the Chicago Bears would score. Uh, the Vikings tried him out a comeback. As Ryan Longwell nails a 23-yard field goal on a solid drive. Not the greatest, though. Uh, Gus Farad then hits Berrien as Berrien gets yet another touchdown. Um, this was a five-yard. Three minutes left in the game, so the Vikings very much in it. But Gus Farad, though, as I said, he threw three interceptions in the second half. Gus Farad not nearly as sharp as he was in the first half. I mean, he looked 
pretty good in the first half. He had a quick release and a big arm like Jeff George and others, like a Marino or something. You know, I mean, yeah, these guys, Farad and Kyle Orton, look pretty good on this particular day. But, uh, yeah, in the second half, Gus Farad, not the same player. Interception after interception. Four for the game. Reminded me of Tavares Jackson. <laughs> yeah. He reminded me of Tavares Jackson in the second half at times with uh, just a inaccurate passing and uh, poorly timed. Just not a good not a good second half for the Vikings at all. Not many yards passing either uh, or rushing. Just not much to offer other than, well, that breakaway by Adrian Peterson after that. Not much, really. And uh, Vikings playing from behind had to pretty much focus on the pass and not the run at that point. Is hey, time is not on your side. you got to get moving. Um, this was just not the greatest game ever. Uh, but, yeah, the Vikings have a final attempt as they stop the Bears again. Gus Roth throws an interception, and as, as P.A. said on the radio, intercepted, ball game, Bears win, you know, <laughs> off to the bye week, and uh, that's where we're headed for some Houston Texan football, baby. Houston Texan, but first the Vikings get a much-needed bye. Um, well, on Sunday, the Minnesota Vikings release Aaron Henderson, the younger brother of E.J. Henderson, and I was wondering, oh, man, you know, this guy's a nice football player. The Vikings seem to like him. Uh, yeah, they they let him go. Next thing you know, or, yeah, they promote Rufus Alexander from the practice squad to the active squad. But then, yesterday, the Minnesota Vikings wave Rufus Alexander and sign E.J. Or EJ Henderson, Aaron Henderson. So the question is, why? What was the point of that? Uh, it doesn't make much sense to me, but they did what they did. Uh, the Vikings, or if Rufus Alexander clears waivers, it is very expected that they will claim Rufus Alexander and sign him back to the practice squad. So uh, that was very interesting. I have no idea what they were thinking with all that. If somebody got hurt or what's going on, hard to say. Um, real quick, though, we're going to do a... Uh, preview for the Houston Texans, because I don't think I'm going to be doing a show next week. Just got to keep getting things done. Uh, Houston Texans played the Detroit Lions this last week. They they beat, I mean, they beat the Detroit Lions. Uh, They had a bigger lead in the game. The Lions scored 11 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. Houston wins 28-21. They are only 2-4, though, only the second win of the year. Though Houston's been in a lot of games this year. But uh, a couple of them have been pretty ugly. Uh, they got killed by Pittsburgh the first week, 38-17. Killed by Tennessee, 31-12. to That's a pretty tough schedule. They lose to Jacksonville and Indianapolis. Man, what a tough schedule. Sheesh. So the uh, Texans start 0-4. Then they beat the Miami Dolphins by one point, one point, and beat Detroit 28-21. And they face Cincy, Cincinnati in week seven. October the 26th, no, week 8, I apologize, week 8. They uh, expect the Houston Texans to win that game, so they'll probably be 3-4 and four when they play here in Minnesota on the 2nd of November, right before the election, where we hope for the best in that, the election, by the way. Yeah, that's, that's coming pretty close, a very interesting year in that department. But, yeah, we're going to talk some football instead. <laughs> Maybe I'll have a political show someday. Um yeah, Matt Schaub started out the year pretty bad. I mean, he was off to a horrible start, but he is really picking it up right right now. 
Uh, you gotta really like what he's doing. 31 of 26 completions, 83%, two touchdowns. Yeah, a lot better than Gus Ferrat did against the uh, Detroit Lions, huh? And that Orovlowski, he's, he's okay. He has an okay game. Doesn't throw an interception. Um, I don't really see Houston's defense scaring the Vikings much. As uh, the Lions, well, they, they did okay. They did respectful. Kevin uh, Kevin Smith was able to get 61 yards and a touchdown on him. Not bad. Um, you got to rush out a little bit for the Slayton guy on Houston. He looks pretty good right now. He's having a nice year. Amon Green is still there. Both Slayton and Green with touchdowns in this game. So they have a little one-two punch. Amon Green is a pretty old guy, though, at this point. Uh, not sure how much he has left overall. Uh, of course, the... Houston Texans have Mario Williams, who has become a great defensive lineman. Much scrutiny. Uh, they thought everybody thought the Houston Texans should take Reggie Bush and not Mario Williams. They've been kind of going back and forth in that. Reggie Bush, of course, you know, talked about like he's the next Michael Jordan, you know, as a football player, and he's not been that. But uh, a lot of people still thought he was going to become that. Who knows what's going to happen? We'll find out later, I guess. Right now, that's probably a split of a trade right now. I'm sure you all have your opinions and you're free to make them on the message boards later on. <laughs> um, that's pretty much the deal though. Uh, Houston Texans don't scare me very much in the Metrodome. I think the Vikings will win that game. Uh, I'm looking for the Vikings to win that game. Gosh, I, you know, with, with this offense, I don't know. They scored 12 points against Detroit, one of the worst defenses in the league. And 41 against Chicago in Chicago. Now, that was the 12 points were scored against Detroit in the Metrodome. Yet, we managed 41 in Soldier Field on a windy day. Uh, <laughs> how do you predict this team? How, how do you predict them? I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. And who would have thunk by scoring 12 points against Detroit, you win. And 41 against Chicago, and you lose. Can someone fill me in on that one? I really would appreciate a little bit of uh <laughs> a little bit of sense here. I mean this doesn't make any sense at all. But yeah, Steve Slayton probably the yeah, that guy's gonna be the primary back in Houston now. Uh, but Amon Green has said he's he's like the Chester Taylor for the Houston Texans. I almost called him the Houston Rockets. A little basketball talk, Timberwolves explosion. No. <laughs> um yeah. They got that run-two punch. They got uh, Andre Johnson, who is an elite receiver when healthy. It seems like he gets hurt a lot, though. Uh, yeah, 141 yards last week. Oh, goody. You know how the Vikings secondary, uh, they're talented, but not talented enough. Uh, Medea Williams, hopefully, for the Minnesota Vikings, will be back. The strong safety that was signed. Tyrell Johnson has filled in nicely, but hopefully Medea Williams can come back and help us out a little bit as the Bears' passing game looked like the 49ers. It really did. The 1980s 49ers, not the current team. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, Andre Johnson's a guy I fear greatly. 11 catches in that game, by the way. Daniel's also getting two touchdowns for Houston. Um, let's not make Matt Schaub look like Peyton Manning. Please, let's hope for the best. Uh, Detroit sure did. Uh, hard to say, though, overall what's going to happen. Um Super quick, though, back on the Vikings before I get into the NFL roundup and such. Uh, I'm going to harp on that defensive line again. I'm really frustrated. Uh, Jared Allen did get two sacks in the second half. He actually played a pretty solid game, but overall, I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried. I really, you know, it seems how many times has Minnesota gotten a major free agent or major trade for a major guy, 
And it's just not the same. They're just not the same here for whatever reason. And they're always better where they were before or where they go next. Like, say, they leave to another team and do really good again. I hope for the best. Please don't come at me and cuss me out somewhere because I'm saying Jared Allen is a bust. I don't. I am not saying he's a bust, but I'm a little bit skeptical. A little bit. Uh, he's got five sacks. That's not horrible. But are you? But you can't tell me with a straight face he is anything near what he was at the Kansas City Chiefs last year. I mean, he made that Chiefs defense look like awesome. He he really did. He made a not so good defense into a great defense by just his overall dominance. And when you got guys like Kevin Williams, who had four sacks against Detroit, by the way, just destroyed Orlovsky a few weeks ago. Um, you got guys, you know, you know, you still have Pat Williams as well. Ray Edwards, by the way, I am very unhappy with Ray Edwards. I thought he was going to do a lot more this year with the Kevin Williams thing and the Jared Allen thing. I do think there would be a little more openings for Ray Edwards. Now, if Jared Allen isn't having, you know, doesn't have eight, eight or nine sacks by now, <laughs> Why doesn't Ray Edwards have any? What's going on? Can somebody fill me in on that as well? To me, that just says under they're underachieving. I'm just not happy at all right now with this defensive line. I don't get it at all. Um, Ray Edwards had a teeny tiny injury, but he was able to come back. Yeah, he has a half sack this year. As I'm loading that up right now, one half of a sack he, uh, so far. Ray Edwards. 22 sacks, huh? 23 sacks to Ray Edwards? No. Let's hope he can get the three. How about that? Can you get three sacks, Ray, please? Because right now you're on pace for one sack. Because you got a half of one, now you got to get the other half. Get the other half of that sack, Ray. Come on, one sack, baby. Yeah, Jared Allen's on pace for right about 10. Kevin Williams on pace for 12. Yeah, 12 plus because there were seven games in. Um, all right. We'll see. I just don't see the dominance I was expecting. Um, I know none of you have either. And please don't come and tell me that they're a great defensive line. I disagree wholeheartedly. Now, we're going to move. We're going to take a quick break, and we are going to get into the abbreviated NFL Roundup and the polls. We'll be right back after this announcement. Here on thesportstuff.com, we're toughing up on Brave the Wild with Paladino. Join me, Paladino, as we brave the Minnesota Wild Hockey Club on our way to the playoffs. We're available on thesportstuff.com and iTunes. The boogeyman, Derek Bugard, says you'd better listen or he just might drop the gloves. Call up your courage and brave the wild with your buddy, Paladino Joey. We are back here on Purple Mafia. The previous commercial you just heard, Brave the Wild, Minnesota Hockey. Minnesota Wild off to a 4-0 start, looking good, but Marion Gabrick is looking gone. So, yeah, do check out Brave the Wild. There should be a new show in the next couple of days as well on thesportstuff.com and iTunes. Do check out thesportstuff.com, great website, as mentioned many times over. We're going to continue to talk about that as well later. Um, yeah. Quick NFL roundup. We are going to get into that right now. The week that was, week seven, some fun stuff. As yeah, we already talked about that uh, Houston, Texas, Houston, Texas, Houston Texans, and Detroit Lions game. So quickly, we're going to go Buffalo defeating 
San Diego. San Diego loses another one. They are three and four. We all know they got off to a slow start last year, but sooner or later they're going to click, right? You got to hope so, but it still isn't happening. Uh, the, the good stats are there. As Lanian Tomlinson, well, he's not really having the greatest year, but Philip Rivers is. Uh, Trent Edwards led Buffalo Bills five and one. Crazy stuff. Now New Carolina destroys the New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints are three and four. As you can just sense some serious frustration with the New Orleans Saints. A very talented team, but things are just not going their way so far this year, despite the good stats and numbers with Drew Brees and Reggie Bush having a big year. Carolina is now five and two, major threat going into the postseason. Yeah. Carolina just absolutely looking like men on this day. Pittsburgh annihilates Cincinnati as expected. Uh, Miguel D. Moore, of all people, the third string or third running back, not third string, but third running back, I guess you could say, with the Minnesota Vikings, a special teams guy as well. Yeah, Steelers are 5-1. and one. The Cincinnati Bengals are 0-7. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. I, I thought Cincinnati was a little better than this. I guess not. Yeah, Miguel D. Moore, 120 yards, three total touchdowns. He got two running touchdowns and a receiving touchdown. Big day for Miguel D. Moore, the former Minnesota Viking. Uh, it seemed every time he got major playing time, he did well here in Minnesota, but he didn't score touchdowns. So I guess Mike Tomlin's getting that done over there. Uh, Tennessee is still undefeated. They're 6-0. and They annihilate Kansas City. Kansas City is 1-5. and Sorry, Farzine. Just not a – I mean, I mean, you already knew it wasn't going to be the best year. Uh, things just continue as is. The 6-0 Titans, Lendell White explodes 149 yards, three touchdowns. Tyler Thigpen, the starting quarterback, yeah, Brody Coyle out for the year. Was bro- The story broke this week. Out for the year, and they are talking to Dante Culpepper, retired quarterback Dante Culpepper. So it's going to be Tyler Thigpen or Dante Culpepper for Kansas City. Woohoo! We'll see what happens. Baltimore defeats Miami as the Ravens having an okay year. They're 3-3. Three and three. Gosh, Miami's only 2-4. and four. They seem like a better team than that. Sure, Willis McGahee finally does good. So you fantasy owners out there with Willis McGahee, probably furious. Some of you that may have had him, probably have had him on the bench. 105 yards and a touchdown. Pennington, another near 300-yard game, but uh, not enough. Miami only getting 13 points in this day. Ronnie Brown back to his old ways. 27 yards. Yuck. San Francisco and New York Giants. The New York Giants, 5-1. and 5-1 and one New York Giants. A lot of people see them as the best team in the league. I, how, how can I disagree? The San Francisco 49ers fire their coach, Nolan. They are 2-5. and five. Um, It's not really Nolan's fault that Alex Smith sucks, but that's just the way it goes. 2-5, 49ers. They do have some talent on that team. They even have that nice veteran, Isaac Bruce, who's having a nice comeback year. In his old age. Um, yeah, this is just the Giants game all the way. 29-17, as mentioned. Jacobs, two touchdowns, 70 yards in that game. Yeah, the Giants, a possible repeat season. The Dallas Cowboys destroyed by St. Louis. The St. Louis Rams in their second game in a row. They are no longer the worst team in the league, that's for sure. As uh, Yeah, ever since they fired Scott Linehan, the former Vikings and Dolphins offensive coordinator, they are 2-0. As they defeat the Washington Redskins and Dallas Cowboys in back-to-back weeks. Two of my least favorite teams in the world. I hate the Cowboys. I hate the Redskins. I hate them more than the Bears and the Packers. So what does that tell you? Yeah, I don't hate the Bears or the Packers as much as the Redskins or Cowboys. Those teams bug me. Um, I love 
what the St. Louis Rams have done. Uh, Jim Haslett doing a good job in the interim. Steven Jackson, 160 yards and three touchdowns. Kaboom! The Rams have awakened. The Cowboys are only four and three, so all that best team in the league stuff, gone. Um, yeah, we know Tony Romo didn't play, and Brad Johnson is older than the hills, and he's not good anymore at all. But still, you don't get creamed by the Rams. Come on, you got to at least compete, right? <laughs> the Colts, though, creamed by the Green Bay Packers. I will continue to say the Colts suck, and that's not because I dislike them. They are just not looking like the same team this year. 34-14, to the Packers tied with the Bears for first place. 4-3 and three Bears, 4-3 and three Packers. Dominic Rhodes of the Colts manages to get two touchdowns, so in filling in for Joseph Adai. Ryan Grant, big game, 31 runs, by the way, 105 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, stepping up strong against those Colts. He definitely good job running against the Colts, just like the Vikings did. Uh, But the Packers actually beat him. The Oakland Raiders have defeated the the Oakland Raiders defeat the New York Jets. Brett Favre must be sick to his stomach. The Raiders win their second game of the year, two and four. The Jets three and three, 16 to 13. Absolutely. Awful for the Jets. Jamarcus Russell, not a bad game at all. 200 yards and one touchdown. Nothing amazing. Uh, Thomas Jones, explosive. 160 yards. But that's it. Just a bunch of field goals pretty much in this game. Not much to show for. Uh, Washington running the ball in. But he also lost a fumble. Far of two interceptions. A bad game for him. And now the Washington Redskins probably about the ugliest game Ever, 14 to 11 over Cleveland. Weird game, Derek Anderson, the, maybe the future Minnesota Vikings quarterback, cause there's another bit there. I'm gonna get into right in about three seconds here. Washington 5 and 2, still very good. So Logan's team doing really well. Despite losing to the Rams a week ago. <laughs> Clinton Portis explodes. What a year he is having. 175 yards and a touchdown. Big, big game. Now yeah, there was talk before the trade deadline that Brady Quinn that the Minnesota Vikings inquired the Cleveland Browns for Brady Quinn. They offered two first-round picks, two first-round picks for Brady Quinn, and the Browns declined. Interesting. But there is talk that Derek Anderson, at some point, could wind up as the Minnesota Vikings quarterback, which I wouldn't be too against. I I wouldn't. He's got to be better than uh, the situation we're in now. Tavares Jackson will probably never be the starting quarterback for the Vikings again. Barring injuries, uh, and Gus Farad is a really nice backup, but you don't build a team around Gus Farad. You don't necessarily build a team around Derek Anderson, but he's at least a legitimate starting quarterback when, you know, on his game, which he has not been much this year. Seattle continues to suck, defeated 20 to 10 by the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are 5 and 2, the Seattle's only 1 and 5. Seattle is done, as mentioned. Uh, yeah, John Carson, the only guy to do anything. Johnny Carson with 11 yards and a touchdown. Jeff Garcia with 310 yards, as you can pretty much pass all day on the Seattle team. Yeah. The Tampa Bay Devil Rays, or Rays, by the way, my pick to win the World Series now that my Red Sox are done. And speaking of Boston, how about those New England Patriots? They are 4-2 and two without Tom Brady, 41-7 to seven over the Denver Broncos, who at one point looked like the best team in the AFC. Nuh-uh. No longer. 4-3 and three Broncos, 4-2 and two Patriots. The Patriots looking amazing. Matt Castle with three touchdowns. Randy Moss. <laughs> Randy Moss with 69 yards and two touchdowns. 
Sammy Morris explodes, 138 and a touchdown. As, yeah, the uh, Patriots lose another couple of players. They lose Harrison for the year. They lose Lawrence Maroney for the year. So the injuries continue to hit the Patriots, but they continue to play some solid football. So, okay, go figure. Good stuff. Now that will conclude the NFL roundup, and it is time to get into last show's poll. I can't say last week's poll, last show's poll. This was after the uh, the Saints game. Now here on the sportsstuff.com we have message boards. On the front page of the sportsstuff.com there is a button in the upper right-hand corner that says TSS Boards. Do click on that button. You'll be prompted to sign in or sign up. If you're not a member, please become one. It is 100% free and 100% fun, where you can interact with us podcasters, and you can get involved. Don't just watch sports. Get involved here on thesportstuff.com, as uh, you simply can just <laughs> interact with us all. You can vote on my polls. It is in the podcast section of the forum or message board. My three shows, Brave the Wild, Purple Mafia, Timberwolves, Explosion. Click on any of those or any of the others, if you like the other shows as well. Uh, Yeah, you can vote on the weekly polls. Please do comment as well, as that way you can interact some more with me here on thesportstuff.com. Now, last week, or last week, last show, episode 15, the question was, what was more amazing Reggie Bush's two touchdown returns. Adrian Peterson held only 32 yards. Viking blocking a field goal and scoring a touchdown. Not many votes, but the votes went to the final one. Farrat and Berrien coming up clutch in the end, as that was the final of four picks. Farrat and Berrien coming up clutch in the end. That was my pick, absolutely. Didn't expect to see that happen. And, yeah, that was pretty much the birth of Bernard Berrien this season. Looking fantastic. I'm really happy with the progress of Bernard Berrien as he started out the year looking like Jake Reed. Yeah, dropping every pass that's right in the in the in the oven. You know, the bread's in the oven and they drop it. Come on, man. Not anymore. Both Berrien and Vasante Shenko have stepped up their game and they deserve credit. As far as I'm concerned, I'm very happy with that. The defensive line needs to step up. I'm not happy at all with how things have gone with that. They have gone south for the winter, folks, to this point in time. Uh the show, the, the poll for this week, episode 16, what is your honest opinion on the Vikings' defense this year? Choice number one, disappointing, a definite step back from last year. Two, god-awful, back to the Denny Green vanilla defense. Three, still very good, just had some bad games. Four, misunderstood, will show everyone wrong in the next nine games. My choice, number one, disappointing, a definite step back from last year. And uh, most people, I think, are going to vote for that one, and I certainly am. So thank you, all of you, for listening, as that will conclude Purple Mafia episode number 16. I do appreciate you listening to this show. Download it onto your iPod from iTunes. Do check it out on thesportstuff.com. Sign up on those message boards. Get involved. And we'll talk to you after the bye. Let's defeat those Texans. I think the Vikings will win that game. Uh, 27 to 20, uh, 21. How about that? 27, 21. So there you go. Vikings win. Vikings win, baby. We're going to be four and four. Ooh. Yeah. I think we need to fire Childress, by the way. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.